and welcome everybody to the Lunacy Podcast, brought to you by Rough Next Cars. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave and Connor. Dave Stevens, Connor Ennis. I am Tony Permanenzi. David Sterling is on assignment today. No, actually, he's yeah, he's ill, so he couldn't show up. Um, but uh, guys, it's a very special podcast. Uh, we have Samantha Woj on the podcast uh, joining us to talk about her art. Uh, we have talked about it on this podcast before her art on Twitter and all her painting she does we're going to ask her a bunch of questions about that doctor about it but before we get to samantha we're going to talk about beers we have today right off the bat um let's start with dave dave what are you drinking tonight all right well i'm kind of excited for this one um i ended up going with a porter from broken clock brewing cooperative down in northeast minneapolis and this is a brewery that we that I've been to personally many times. I mean, uh, one of I mean, I love that neighborhood in Northeast, and it's a great brewery. It's dog friendly. Uh, it's a huge space, and they always have a really big selection of beers on tap, all different varieties. So, this is actually the first time that I have found, and maybe I haven't been looking hard enough, but this is the first time that I actually found one of their crawlers in uh, kind of a local liquor store to me. So, mm-hmm. I ended up going with uh, Sweater Weather. It's a porter. So actually, it's a uh, it's the perfect name. Maybe that's why it caught my eye. Obviously, for Minnesota in January, this is uh, pretty pretty good. And actually, you know, it's right up my alley, of course, with the porter. And uh, yeah, just a few details about it. this is the first time I've tried it. I've tried quite a few of their beers in their um, brewery, but I have not tried this one before. And it is available on tap. I should mention that if you were going to go head down to the tap room, but uh, yeah, it's an American brown porter. And so yeah, I'd say it's um. It's, it's, I've just taken my first couple sips here as we start. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, it's, it's, you know, it is described as American Brown and that that's what it looks like. I don't know. It's bad pod, but if you guys can see it, it looks darker than it probably actually is if you hold it up to some light, but it's definitely got a chocolate note to it and then maybe a little more subtle toffee type flavor. So chocolate toffee, um, and it's pretty hoppy too, actually for Porter. So yeah. It's uh, really unique. It comes in around 6.2%. So it's not terribly strong, although it's uh, it'll help keep you warm in these uh, Minnesota winters. So Which yeah. brewery did you say that was from? It's uh, Broken Clock. So it's, oh, right, very cool. it's right down in Northeast Minneapolis, just a little north northern part of Northeast Minneapolis. And uh, yeah, that's a great little spot because there's a couple of breweries right in that area if you wanted to kind of bar hop around. So I know this is one of those breweries that, that uh, when John uh, gave us his pub pass for our groomsmen gifts that yeah. brewery was included on it and there was four right in that area so it was kind of made it nice to hit those three or four in one little one little night out so yeah uh great brewery and uh yeah excited to actually find it in the uh, local liquor stores in crawler form so is that right by uh, 56 it is yeah yep okay. yep it's it's right in that neighborhood and then just maybe down a few blocks maybe a mile away you or not even a mile away you'd find uh fair state Okay. And gotcha. then even a little bit further east, you'd run into um, what's that? Uh, you'd run into uh, Dangerous cider. Man right over there, too. Dangerous yeah. Man. Dangerous Man. There. Yeah, yeah. That cider place that's. Oh, Sociable. Plain. Sociable Cider Works sociable is right down cider there. Work. So. That's the one. Yeah. So it's, the, yeah, Northeast Minneapolis, very heavy, uh, heavy in the brewery. So it's a great spot. And yeah, fantastic right. brewery. I can't wait to hit there, hit, hit that place up again soon. Right. So. Cool, Dave. Uh, Connor, what about you tonight? Uh, well, I have an interesting story with my beer today. It's, it's an unfortunate story, but it led to me trying a very new one. Uh, I went out to get beer to put on, bring on the podcast from my beer fridge in the, in the, in, 
uh, in the garage today and uh, my fridge froze all my beer. So, uh, uh, uh. yep. <clears throat> so I wow. couldn't, uh, I, I couldn't end up uh, doing any of it because it's, it was all frozen. I can't drink yep. any of it. I'm ending up having to throw everything out except for my hard liquor, of course. Yep. Um, but, uh, and also it turns out that uh, one of my, one of the cans of San Pellegrino that my wife keeps in there, um, it's exploded. So, mm. uh, so that knocked everything off balance. I ended <laughs> up uh, smashing a, a growler of bobbing bobber, bobbing bobber beer, um, <clears throat> and uh, had to clean that, clean that up. But then I went to the liquor store and got myself a, a collaboration here between Ooh. Lupulin and Drecker, uh, which uh, for those who don't know, Drecker is up in Fargo in North Dakota, and Lupulin is in Big Lake, Minnesota. Yep. Um, this one is called Operation Co-op Cooperation. Uh, and it's a double dry hopped triple India pale ale. Whoa. Um, and it's, uh, I mean, it lives up to its name. You've got, a, <clears throat> it's a, it's a taste that's very thick. It's got a lot of body to it. Um, a good I, IPA style, but not, not overly hoppy, a little bit darker, uh, is what I would say actually. And, uh, it's a 10% as well, 10% <laughs> IPA. And, then, um, since my wife brought the kid out of the house, uh, today I'm, uh, I'm Good. free to drink beer. So. Getting crazy tonight, aren't you? Getting a little crazy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so far it's good. It's, uh, it's very, it's very thick bodied IPA. I really like it. Nice. Yeah. Um, Connor, I want to say that the, uh, the beer fridge in the garage thing okay. that has happened to us once and we have a heater in our garage. Um, mm. so I try to put the heater on when it's going to be below, you know, zero yeah. for an extended period of time. But yeah, it's a, when you go out there and start having the uh, beers that are frozen, that's never a good thing. No, 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 no. So I'm, I'm going to have to throw everything out. Well, you uh, don't... A lot of that stuff that I, a lot of the stuff I should probably throw out anyway, because it's been in there for a while, but you don't have uh, to throw it all out. I mean, like the cheaper stuff you can probably keep because you just open it. It's going to be foamy and you can still drink it. But, yeah, that's true. I have a bunch of know. yinglings in there that I could, that I could. Yeah, drink. you can do that. Yeah. Um, finish it off guys. I went with an old favorite of mine. I went with a little, uh, Castle Danger Cream Ale, mm. you know, it's, Castle, which is Danger. Castle Danger up there in uh, Two Harbors. And uh, there's not much more to say about it. I've had it on the podcast before. It's a great cream ale. And uh, it's one of my go-tos whenever I go to a liquor store. I usually pick up a six-pack or a 12-pack of that. So that's it's a nice safe. To. It's a nice, safe bet beer. I always like that one, too. Yeah. That's a good yeah. One. I, I think I think I've had it on the pod before as well myself. And it's it's one of those beers that uh, every time I get it, it's like, why don't I have this more often? Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's a go-to. It's won awards, I think, in, in like Star, oh, yeah. Star, Star Tribune's like newspaper like bracket when they do their kind of craft brews across the state. Yeah, it's you can't miss. It's one of the best. All right. Those are our beers tonight, guys. Um, so let's get on to the main event here. Uh, I'm sure all of Samantha's followers are going to be forwarding through all the beer talk until we start talking to hear to her. It is Samantha Woj. She is uh, your Twitter handle is uh, Samantha Woj um, art or uh, yeah, Samantha Woj art. Yeah, yeah. Samantha Woj art on Twitter. Uh, we follow her. Uh, I think individually, all of us follow her. Um, she has done some amazing artwork with. Uh, how would you put it? The sports like equipment. Yeah, I used. I would say yeah, sports equipment now because I'm going towards gear now with the winter. So like encompassing all of it. Yeah, I would say sports equipment. So we've started 
following you when you did uh, Jamie Tart from uh, from Ted Lasso, uh, because we all follow Ted Lasso uh, on Twitter and we've all watched it and we love the show. Um, so we started following you when you did that. And I was just totally impressed. And then you've gone on and done a bunch of other stuff. I think you've, you've done soccer. You've done uh, rugby. Right. Yeah. You've done. Have you done basketball? Yes, I have. Yes. Uh, baseball. Yes. Tennis. Yes. Uh, curling. I just did it. Actually, I just shut up. Ooh, yeah, I just really? I don't have a curling stick yet. I need to find one oh. with a curling stick. I had to Holy do Holy crap. I actually wow. see that you've done some boxing too. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. That was so, my favorite, actually. She bought it, so I don't have that. Oh, nice. very cool. Nice. Um, so let's go back to the start. How did you start doing this? Like what what made you want to start doing this artwork with different sports equipment? Yeah, so I was finishing my master's uh, in school. At, I was at, I go to university. Well, I just graduated actually recently, but I just finished Correct. my thesis. Thank you. And I just finished my thesis. I had two internships that I finished, and I basically quit my admin job at the hospital and was about to start my new job in my new field as a therapist. And I just had like three, four weeks where I was really, really tired from just working my brain with every all the paperwork. And um, I'm not used to having time off and I actually injured my ankle because I fractured it. And now I have a piece of bone that was like kind of floating. So I couldn't work out. So I was like, why not use a soccer ball that I have around my house and just roll it on a canvas and kind of see what happens it was kind of just my go to because I had nothing else to do. And yeah, and then I kept kind of exploring it just on a canvas. And then I used to paint uh, celebrities on Starbucks cups, mm-hmm. which was kind of fun. And I thought, well, if I can draw on a Starbucks cup, maybe I can use the soccer ball uh, and just draw it with that. So I kind of started it and it kind of blew up way more than I ever expected. Yeah. Well, and with, the, with the Starbucks cups, is that something would you use? Is that just more traditional pencil, pen? Exactly. So it's just pencil. I would do it before school. So I'd show about like I would be early a bit to school and. Um, I would go to the Starbucks shop, drink a cup, and while doing homework, I would draw like a celebrity Whoa. and then go to class. So what are some examples of celebrities that you've drawn? Um, I've drawn the cast of This Is Us. I've done like musicians like Ariana Grande. Um, I've done superhero characters from the CW, like all of them, like The Flash and oh, Supergirl cool. and a bunch of them. So those are a few of the celebrities. Oh, wow. So... You started this kind of just because you had time on your hands and you thought it'd be cool to do. And you've always been artistic, really, mm-hmm. that you're saying. Okay. So this is like a new medium for you. I mean, this you've always been kind of an arts type of person, but this kind of just came out of the blue and now it's kind of blown up. Exactly. Um, and and I've seen, you know, you, you will put people on the Twitter and say, hey, I made this of so-and-so. And they, those people respond and they are totally into it. Uh, and their followers get into it too. Um, it is quite amazing what you've done. And this started how long ago? I Right before the Olympics, quite literally. Um, okay. I, I actually used the Olympics as a way to start it. Not thinking anybody would see it. I was like, oh, they're going, they're kind of leaving home. Nobody really can cheer them on in the stadium. So why don't I just try to draw them? in a fun way to kind of celebrate who they, where they are and what they're doing. 
not thinking anyone but like my 20 followers would see this mm-hmm. and it kind of just blew up yeah it's i mean how many followers do you have now i on instagram i have like 600 and oh, i wow. think on twitter i got up to 150 which is the highest i think i've ever yeah ever had now Here's the thing. There should be more followers of you on Twitter. I'm telling no. you. Well, now, wait a minute. Actually, okay. I, I'm, I I jumped on your Twitter page um, just, just before we jumped on here, and I'm, I'm seeing 250, 250. Oh, my goodness. Oh, there yes. Like, yeah, I was just about to say that. You've got to... That's, yeah. that's the lunacy. That, that's that's the lunacy podcast, quite probably. Yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Blows my mind. Yeah, what I mean, what yeah, what I mean, what blows my mind about your artwork specifically is it's it's not like Tony said, it's amazing, but I mean, I think another word to describe it is incredibly, you know, unique. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so I, I encourage everybody to jump on Twitter or Instagram or whatever you use and, and check it out firsthand. And then I mean, I know a lot of people will wonder probably the same thing I'm wondering is my the first off, off the bat, I'm kind of wondering like. Um, you can, you don't have to go into too much, too much detail, but what your process is, do you sketch it out with pencil first and then use the, the, say uh, you're painting coach beard, use a soccer ball, go that way. And then how long would something like that take? Yeah. So it really depends the size of paper, um, and the details within the picture that I choose. So usually I try to go online, try to find a picture or at least a few pictures that I may like in some parts of it that I enjoy. So I can kind of collage them together. Um, I play with the lighting to make it black and white. I sometimes redraw it out on a computer, on a Photoshop to, to get the image that I want. And then I kind of outline it with a pencil because when I start painting with a marker, everything kind of disappears. So I have to have an idea of what's black and what's white on the sheet that I want to color in. And then I start, as I go, I kind of fill in the blanks of the holes or I just go by feel. Is but it ink or paint? I, um, paint, paint. Paint. Okay. Hmm. Now you have, you, you put out a uh, video on Twitter uh, the other day talking about doing stuff, for the Olympics using now uh, skates, figure yeah. skates. Now, when I first saw that, you said it on. You said it's probably going to be dangerous, and that's the first thing I thought of. I'm like, that's that's not. I mean, go for it, but that's a little dangerous. But are you really? Are you really going to do that? Are you going to oh, do I, it with I skates? Did. I did it. I, oh, I you did it. That that video was purely jokes because I'm very humorous with my disability. Um, I make really bar- dark jokes probably sometimes with my hands. Like I only have two fingers left. I don't mm-hmm. really have anything else that I can use. The two of them are already toes. So I can't even <laughs> use my toes to replace them anymore. So like I have really bad humor. Uh, <laughs> uh, so when it came to the skates, I was like, well, if, if anything happens, there's no backup plan. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> you're right about you're right about that. That's yeah. That's uh, that is dark humor actually. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I have really dark humor with my my uh, my hands and everything. So I, I kind of embrace it and have fun with it. And I kind of just take the risk. I mean, you know, I, I try to be as safe as possible. Make sure I don't put my hand on the blade. And basically, these skates are also really worn down. So they're not uh, as sharp as what people would be skating on. Sure. But um, I, I mean, I mean, it's it's amazing what you do. I, you said you, you have a disability. And even with, I mean, with that, I mean, it's, it's still amazing. I mean, it it is unbelievable uh, the work that you've done. And uh, are you looking at turning this into like a full-time career? I mean, are you maybe set up like a, a show or something like that? 
It would be, I, I think it would be a dream if I could actually make it into a career that I could actually build it into something and, mm-hmm. and really um, explore the possibilities with it. Would be, That would be the ultimate dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, yeah. I guess I'm, I'm le- I just learned that people are actually really enjoying this and I'm trying to understand <laughs> what I'm doing that people besides me uh, actually know what I do. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, the art has been something that you've really been interested in your whole life then, if I'm understanding that correctly here. Yeah, so I got into it in grade five. My sister's friend's parent was doing an after-school art class, and um, they asked me if I would just join it, just so that they could at least have one student in the art class. And I said, yes, why not? And I kind of haven't turned back since. (laughs) Nice. Very cool. I mean, uh, so I think you have, I mean, there's possibilities here with you turning this into a career. I really do, because... From what I've seen on Twitter, uh, some of these celebrities retweeting your stuff, doing that type of thing. Um, I, I mean, I think the sky's the limit for your work. Uh, if you really want to get crazy, though, you could do uh, a picture of all of us using a microphone from the podcast. I mean, I think that would boost you up really, really good. Listen, there. if I yep. had a microphone, I would do it. <laughs> I would do all of you guys in one big picture. I, I have an old microphone that I don't use anymore. I could probably send it to you. Amazing. Yeah. Do, do it. Challenge yeah. accepted. Yeah, we, we, we have been trying to commission some artwork for the podcast, too. Well, so been... yeah, backstory on that, uh, Samantha. My uh, oldest daughter, she's just turned 14, and she's a big artist. Um, she started doing artwork a couple of years ago, and the stuff she was doing was amazing. The first time she showed me some of her art, I thought that she like, basically copied it off of, a, off of her um, uh, iPad and just yeah. traced it, right? And it was a Pikachu. I'm like, this is amazing. And she started doing it. Now she's really being in a manga and the the Japanese art forms. Right. Um, And I've been trying for like two years now to get her to do like a, a a picture of the three of us as like caricatures. And she won't do it because she's doesn't want me to see her work. Um, She's too scared to do it. So I'm going to keep pushing on her though. I'm just going to keep, you know, trying to get her to, because her work is, great i mean it's i'm not just saying this because i'm a dad it is fantastic stuff uh but uh yeah you know you know something sam yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry go ahead no 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 no. go ahead go ahead you know what really caught my eye actually is i'm I'm actually um you know you're not you don't just have your your twitter profile and your instagram you have your own website as well it's the samanthawojart.com and i'm on your projects page right now and i love the ones that you have done of Bakayo Saka, Marcus Rashford, and Jaden Sancho here. Um, I think those are really, really cool. And obviously any soccer fan will know th- about them from the Euro tournament last year. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, you've, you've done a fantastic job with those. Um, yeah, I guess. Th- yeah. Fun little story about them. They were my first, first drawings I've ever done. The, the reason oh, really? I did them was because of that tournament. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to try doing... I kind of like, a, I'm a huge soccer fan. So that's why I kind of wanted to draw them and support. And that's, they were literally my first, first attempt at drawing a, with a soccer ball. So with you being up in Canada, then have you done one of uh, Alfonso Davies? Yes. You have. Oh, yeah. Very cool. So you're, you're in uh, Canada. Are you in uh, Toronto? Quebec. Quebec. Okay. Quebec. All right. Quebec. Um, so soccer wise, who's your favorite team? Well, impact. Well, it's, impact uh, no longer Montreal impact. impact well yes. they, they used to be called impact but oh. now they're it kept the they have a new name 
I, mean, I yeah. should be knowing it's, it. Uh, Montreal, yeah. CF Montreal, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the Montreal. You had a you had a former loon on that team, didn't they? Didn't uh, wasn't uh, Mason, was Toy? Mason Toy? Mason Toy, yeah. former loon. Yeah. Did you like Mason Toy when he was on your team? Is he still on your team? I think he is. Yeah. Do you like Mason yeah. Toy? Yeah. You do. Yeah. You don't have to. You, you can tell us seriously if you don't like it. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> you know. Listen, I'm I'm not the best with all the names. I'm I'm somebody who I'll watch certain. I'll know certain players' names. Um, I I was I haven't been a huge like follower of big name of big within the sports community. Like I'll play them more than I'll watch them. My whole family watches them. That's how oh, I kind of started to draw people from the sports mm-hmm. is uh, my whole family is really into the athletes and they'll be like, oh, can you please draw this one? So I'll, I'll do that and I'll hear it in the background and I've gone to like impact games. So I know some of the players, I just don't know all their names. <laughs> it's Samantha, it's too bad that we, the, the loon schedule came out this year. And I was really hoping for a Montreal game in Montreal so I. because I, we were all going to go and do a podcast up there. And if that happened, we could have had you live on a podcast and come oh. over and, but maybe, yeah. you know, maybe next year, maybe yeah. next year, you know, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah. I gotta say, I, I grew up in Vermont, so I'm pretty familiar with the Quebec area. And uh, I was actually in Quebec last, uh, what I, last March. So not even a year ago out in Victoriaville. I don't know if you're familiar with where that is at all, but. That's where I was. Beautiful yeah, area, but in Montreal, just a great city. So you guys, and you guys haven't seen it yet. So yeah, that'd be. Yeah, I want. Yeah, I want to go to Montreal. Yeah, I, do. I do too. I, I, have, to I have a fan, I have a friend that studies up in Montreal, but uh, never been there myself. Now you get here, you have to eat poutine. Like it is nowhere like anywhere else. That's one thing you have to do when you get here. Poutine. Poutine, yeah. Yeah, poutine. Oh, poutine. Okay. Now we have that at the Minnesota State Fair. It's not so, the same. It's not the same. Okay. It's not the okay. same. All right. Right. Um, All right. Now, being in, in in Montreal area, there, aren't you guys big hockey fans? Yes. Okay. So the Canadians. I used to follow them, oh, but yeah. they've done so many trades of players oh. I really liked oh. that I've had a I've had a love hate relationship with them. Oh. Um, <laughs> I mean, they, yeah they've, they've, mm-hmm. they've gotten rid of so many players that i've liked that it's hard to follow along and, and support them <laughs> so it, that's who uh pk suban played for right yeah uh, that's right canadians yeah yeah and uh and uh pk suban is uh isn't he dating or is he married to uh Lindsay uh vaughn the uh yep oh the, is that uh, right ski skater from or the skier from minnesota yeah and yeah, she's so dated- that they did hmm. really yeah she had she was with tiger woods for a while mm-hmm. then she went to pk suban now she's available again that's crazy so sam what goes back further your love of art or your love of sports what started first sports okay hmm. there you played, go. played yeah. soccer since i was six years old wow, oh, wow. all right yeah very Def- cool defender forward goalie uh f- uh, sorry, because I think of them in French. So, uh, goalie for okay, yeah, yeah, I would be goalie most of the time when I played. Mm-hmm. It's, it's intercity here, but I don't know what it's like, what it would be in other terms because we have intercity, um, Ligue Maison, uh, which is just within your city. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I played for about 14 years. Wow, soccer. wow, I played, I played a lot of sports, I did skating 
soccer, gymnastics. Um, what else did I do? I played I played curling on for two years mm. with my school. Hey. <laughs> that was fun. And then I don't know. I think I played I, I, I played a lot of sports. I can't remember. Oh. If I, and I did dancing. That was Ooh, fun. Nice. Yeah. So your your sports and art. I mean, it's like you like a combo platter here of mm. things. Um, before we get you out of here, I want to ask you about your uh, your master's. You brought you have a master's degree, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's your master's degree in? Um, art therapy. Art so. therapy. So art therapy. That's so interesting. What What would you do with that? So I provide counseling, like therapy to individuals. I see a lot of mostly children right now, but it's basically any mental health situation. Um, I provide counseling and I use art as as a way to kind of help them communicate. So Mm. they visually kind of recreate any of their problems that's going on in their life. And they, we kind of discuss it and explore solutions to help them out. Okay. So do you create those paintings that you hold up for people and you say, what do you see then for, for people? Like when they draw it, what do you see? So what, like those paintings where it has like a pattern on it. No, um, that's, that's psychology. No, okay. I don't do that. That's psychology. Draw. They, they draw and then we kind of discuss their process, how they felt creating it. And um, even what, if they see anything that pops out and we kind of go through that as the discussion goes on. So you, I mean, so you got your major, you yeah. got this art thing going on with the with the sports coming i mean you have it uh, you've got a bright future ahead of you i mean you're a very talented person i i i feel bad sitting here in my basement talking to you doing this podcast about minnesota soccer and i've got this talented woman here who's got everything going for her um you are a fantastic person you are doing some great work um and uh we are yeah privileged to have you on this podcast let me yeah. tell you, Thank you. Um, yeah. where's your master's out of by the way like what the, like um, what university oh concordia university huh. and imagine while i was doing that i also did two murals at a gym uh on my own hmm. <laughs> were, you commis- were you commissioned to do those or yeah just- yeah oh, my, wow. a, and- a friend of mine knew i was artistic and at his gym decided uh if i could do a mural so during my undergrad, I did the first mural at his gym, Blackburn Athletics. It was like 10 feet long and eight Amen. feet high. Were <laughs> and you, then I did my second one last year. Were you when you're doing that, were you feeding the homeless on the weekend too? I mean, too many Christmas. <laughs> I was volunteering actually. I oh, did for volu- peace. I oh, volunteered for two God. places. She's making <laughs> me feel really bad on myself now. I feel bad. <laughs> oh my goodness. You're such I'm, a good person. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. This is why more people should follow you on the Twitter. I mean, this is like this is like great stuff here. Um, so before we let you go, Samantha, yeah. I want to say again, thank you for coming on the podcast. I hope that you get a couple more followers out of our podcast. Um, and then also, can people buy your stuff yet? I mean, is it, are you yeah. think? oh, they can. Okay. Yeah. So I've had a few people that I've drawn during the Olympics actually buy their artworks and power. Okay. Also, some of them have bought it. Okay. So that's- people cool. I've, I've been selling artwork and and i nice. kind of create i'm also helping out uh for the winter olympics i'm working with one of the past olympians from the summer where we're going to do an auction fund and i'm going to s- sell three or four of my artworks with oh. them so that they can help money with those who are actually going to the winter olympics cool well um when that pops up we will definitely retweet that 
um, because that is, that's fantastic. And I'll probably bid on something um, if it's, you know, if it's under a hundred bucks, because I'm just kidding. I'll bid more than that. Um, <clears throat> so the sky's the limit for you. Thank you. Samantha. It's yeah. Great to have you on. And we, I think do the loons play uh, Montreal this year, guys. They don't, they don't, oh, they don't, they don't play any Canadian teams, but uh, maybe mm. next year. Mm. Um, we haven't played a Canadian team for a while now, actually. Yeah. I feel like Montreal might've been the last one. Or... Yeah. yeah. That sounds about no, right. No, 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 no. We got Van. We had Vancouver last year, yeah. but. Oh, Vancouver. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The other side of the country. It's yep. a different world. Um, very, very far. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah, um, if we're ever up in Montreal, we'd we'd love to hit hit you up, uh, Sam. And if you're ever in Minnesota, we'd love to get you back on the show and and take you out for a beer or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Thank you. And then maybe I can give you that painting of you guys with the microphone. We're, <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. We're sending the microphone. We're gonna get your yes. deets. Yeah, get your deets. So, um, well, thanks again, Samantha, for coming on. And thank you, thank uh, you, you know, we'll ha- have you on again at some point. So. Um, Samantha, I'm actually going to pause the podcast here and we'll chat for a little bit before we get you out of here. So one second here. And we're back, everybody. We had to give Samantha a little bit of a a send off. Um, So, yeah, she just actually tweeted about us, to tell you the truth, as we sent her off. I haven't checked that yet. Yeah. Um, She... uh, she was great, everybody. I mean, she was fantastic. And uh, we'll get her back on the pod again at some point. Um, and, uh, yeah, go to her Twitter account. Go to her Instagram account. Go to her website. Look at her stuff. Follow her. Buy her stuff. Do whatever you can. She's great. Yeah. Um, so let's get out of the art stuff, guys. Let's get into Minnesota Loons talk because – there's been a lot of activity since the last time we talked, guys. Uh, we have signed a couple of players. We had the super draft. Uh, we re-signed a player. Um, so let's start off with the uh, <clears throat> South South African uh, yeah. soccer player. Uh, Connor, you want to say his name? His name is Bangukule Longwane. Yes. And okay, he is, perfect, Connor. Great job. I could never have done as good as that. And so, I, But I did think the H was silent in his last name. And we, uh, I'm What's, honestly just guessing on the H. I, I don't know, but, but I don't know how you would fit that into his his uh, pronunciation. Mm-hmm. So it's I'm just guessing. But no. uh, yeah, thank you. Is he a, he's a is he a forward or a he's winger? A, he's a center forward for mm-hmm. uh, he was with Maritzburg United in the uh, in the South African Premier mm-hmm. League. Um, he's a, he's 21. No, yeah, he's 21. So he's a, he's their first U22 initiative signing. Yep. Um, so that's good. It's interesting now, though, that you say that. I mean, because I think technically um, uh, Tommy Chacon fits now into that same kind of window. Let's not talk about Tommy. Tommy's going away. I'm just, I, just, I only mentioned that because you said he was his first. So technically, I think Bongo was, but um, yeah. Yeah. he kind of now Tommy Chacon, because of his age, and fits Could, into that window as far as yeah. uh, MLS rosters are concerned. Mm-hmm. So, so. So, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, guys, uh, but Bongo Kule Longwane has a nickname. His name is Saniza, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Is that what it is? Yeah. So, Saniza. Yes, Saniza. Or, yeah. Saniza. And, and it, I mean, I think depending on if you're English or American, you might 
use a Z or an S and, you know, mm -hmm. Senzia or Senzia, but pronunciation would be just about the same. I had seen that on Twitter uh, shortly after the signing, like all you guys did. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, without, I mean, without hearing from him, I mean, it'll be nice to hear firsthand from him, what he prefers nickname. Cause I've also seen, I don't know, Bongi, but that kind of sounds kind of hmm, too easy, but who knows? He is yeah. now guys, he is not the first South African player for a Minnesota soccer team. That's right. Um, that would be uh, Patrick Ace Nit Nitzolengo. Uh, let's um, let's let's. I mean, let's. I mean, that it's. Hold on, I want to try my hand at this. I, I just Ace. don't want to dis disrespect him. Nitzolengo. Uh, uh, Nitzolengo. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. And he and he was a player. Was it? I mean, it was for early the, in Minnesota soccer for the, professional he, soccer history. He was with the, the kicks back in uh, nineteen. It looks like nineteen seventy four. Six. It would be 70, 76 was their first year yep. in uh, uh, playing. So that sounds about right. He made 155 appearances, guys, scored 50 goals. Uh, wow. Played 11 seasons in NASL and racked up 94 goals. Good for seventh all time in that league. Wow. And was inducted into the U.S. Soccer Hall of Fame in 2003. Uh, passed away at the age of 50 in 2006. Oh. So, so yeah, so this is not the first uh, – South South African soccer player we've had, but uh, he is. I, I will say this: uh, the player we picked up here, Bongo. Um, I'll just call him Bongo. He uh, basically he, looks like a talented guy. He's only twenty one. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm very excited about him. I we, think he's uh, he, he's going to be. He's young, so I don't think he'll necessarily start. Uh, at least not right away, mm -mm. but he was nominated for the South African premier division, young player of the year uh, just last year, actually. And um, it sounded like Maritzburg United wanted to keep him for another year because he signed a new contract last summer. Mm -hmm. um, but then, uh, and now, but then now six months later, here he is in Minnesota uh, on a three-year contract and he's made eight appearances for the South African national team. He scored a couple goals. Well, uh, and he scored, he, he scored the game winner in a world cup qualifier. You know, mm -hmm. recently so. was that one of them? Okay. Yeah. Well. yeah. What do you? How many goals did you say he scored for the senior Two. team? Two. Yeah. One of them was a, a winner in you know in World Cup qualifying game. So he yeah he's on the senior team. He's on that radar, and so and he's been professional. I think since uh, he was eighteen. So I mean he's been mm -hmm. playing professional soccer in South Africa for for several years now, going on four years. And so he, you know, he's a young player as far as MLS, the rules and are concerned and, and roster rules are concerned specifically, but uh, this is a player with experience. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see um, what his role is, you know, coming into this team, you know, and, and if he can push for minutes, you know, right away, which that's kind of what I would expect. Yeah. At least, at least to compete for minutes right away. Yes, and, definitely. Know, Especially um, what we've seen with, you know, from Hanu and, um, you know, the, the, we don't have much on the roster currently as we speak, you right. know, other than Hanu, you know, and of course we'll get into the other uh, signings and, and former loons that are on this team. But yeah, I mean, he, I think he's coming in with the chance to compete and I think that's, what's pretty cool. And I agree. Huh? Yeah. He's, he's, uh, I think that if he comes in and does what I think he's going to do, I mean, obviously he's not going to start at the beginning of the season, No, but I think if he lives up to his lives up to what he's done in South Africa next season, at the beginning of the season, he'll start. Yep. Yeah. I think, I'll tell you. Yeah. I, I think that'll be it. 
Yeah, I think it, it I think um I think it's going to be really interesting because I mean it's it's uh soccer Twitter uh Minnesota United soccer Twitter is fully aware of the the extreme kind of response from South Af- South African fans that oh, is yeah. signing to this oh, club. Oh yeah, we've got a huge I mean, huge number of South African huge amount. followers now. I, I don't I don't spend a lot of time on Minnesota uh, Minnesota United's Facebook page, but maybe maybe I should because I mean I guess their fan their number of followers uh just blew up overnight literally after after that signing and all the comments and it's been Oh, I uh, help me. I can't think of the uh, Minnesota United FC's employee that uh, kind of quoted this. So, but he kind of called him uh, the Chuck. He's become Minnesota United's Chuck Norris because these comments. And then I want to give credit. Maybe I'll look it up uh, before the podcast is over. But I think it was the 18com uh, kind of kind of went through, dug through all of Minnesota United's Facebook comments and kind of pulled together the best ones and kind of had a great article about that. I mean, these fans are crazy and there's some scary ones in there. I mentioned it briefly, but to you guys, but I think I'm a little concerned with, with um, if, if, if Bongo doesn't Bongi, I'll call him because that's his unconfirmed nickname. But if he comes in and doesn't get a whole lot of playing time early, I mean, early in the season, I think we're going to see a lot of angry South African fans. Oh yeah. Um, Oh yeah. So I I think we'll see him regularly on the bench at least uh, to, Mm. to start the ceiling, uh, start the season. Um, And then maybe even in the first game against Philadelphia, we'll see him, uh, we'll see him come out and play at 30 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then that'll be a good starting point. I think Um, hopefully we'll see more. I would, I would love to see more from him. I'm, like well, I said before, I'm very, very excited about about this guy. Since you guys both have your own nicknames, I'm just going to call him Siniza here. Damn. So we, we can all refer to him as our own, as the own yeah. nicknames. We all have different ones. I think that's a first and, for us, actually. Yeah, and I'm just going to apologize. You know, once we hear from him, hear what he prefers to be called, we'll mm-hmm. go with that from now on. But because I don't know, I'm just going to go with that. Well, I wonder oh. what he's going to put on the back of his jersey. Yeah. yeah. Well, if it's a long way, then that's that's yeah. what we're going Again, my only concern, guys, is the way Adrian Heath has treated young players from out of the United States when they come here. That's a good um, point. We saw what happened to Tommy Chacon. Um, I don't know if that was his problem or Heath's problem. We don't know. Uh, well, maybe a little, maybe a little bit of both. Uh, but I'm interested to see how Heath handles this guy. Uh, well, that's with, a great with Chacon, that's a, with oh, Chacon though with, with, with Chacon wasn't that a, a, a Manny signing when Manny Lagos was more in charge of that yeah right. well but never mind I mean I mean not not never mind sorry Connor but well I mean I think Tony's point is a good one I mean when you're talking about Adrian Heath and his you know so he's going to be here for the foreseeable future with his extension that he signed here mm-hmm. uh before the offseason started um yeah, you, we know what Heath likes. Heath prefers, I think, your senior players, the players yeah. with experience, um, not necessarily MLS experience, but, you know, that that doesn't hurt. And just the, the guys that have a longer, you know, track record. And that that is a thing. That's definitely that a, a thing. And, and that's with the signings that we've seen, you know, um, last year, that that was the case. So it will be something to follow. I mean, because – yeah. If he just says, okay, that's great that we signed him, you know, obviously, you know, Heath's comments are all positive as you'd expect them to be. But 
in the back of his mind, is he thinking, well, this is just another young player that needs time in this league to develop where I know not just South African fans, but fans of the team, including us, we, you know, we, Hey, we want to see what we got. We want to see this guy play. So yeah, that's going to be something re- I think that's going to be one of the top storylines as we start the season, depending on what happens, you know, with remaining signings, as we record this here mm-hmm. on the 15th, you know, is, is how are these guys going to fit in? When are you going to get their playing time? Cause yeah. it is, it is true. Like uh, even not even Tommy Chacon, but last year we saw very little playing time from Patrick Wea as well. And I think that's somebody that a lot of people were excited for, uh, not just because um, he came up. Did, did he, was Patrick Wea the one that came up in Minnesota, right? Um, yeah, it's the Academy and then went to, I believe, St. Louis. Um, yeah, right. Basically. So not just that he came up in Minnesota, but also because of the, of his lineage uh, yep. from uh, George Wea and, and Tim Wea as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were very excited to see him. And then we, we saw maybe him on, in maybe three, four appearances. At most. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. very brief late in games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's a new, this kid's a new player from uh, South Africa. We'll see how he gets in. But he's got a running mate because uh, we picked up another uh, – African player um, in the draft. I think uh, this guy, this kid is from, at least from Nigeria. Nigeria. Yep. Yeah. That is uh, Tani Olawase. Tani Olawase, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Tani Oluwase, I think. I think that's the Um, actual pronunciation. Yeah. Good job, Dave. Tani, I just remember the Shay at the end. Shay, yeah. Tani was the uh, 17th pick in the super draft, uh, which occurred this, la- this last Tuesday. Um, he is a forward and he played at uh, St. John's university. Uh, he, uh, unfortunately he was out all last year with a knee injury. Right. So a lot of people are saying, well, why did we pick this kid up if he was out all year with a knee injury? But the fact of the matter is, and, and I wish Sterling was here because uh, Sterling was big and he's like, we should go defense on this pick. The problem is 11 of the 16 picks before us were all defenders. So defenders have been picked clean. 11. Yeah. Have been picked clean before we even got to our pick. Right. So if we're going to pick a defender at that point, we were going to be reaching. Um, and so I think they went with the best available, which is usually what you hear in the NFL, Dave, the best available player. Yep. Um, and it, what- this kid was. There's two ways to look at it. I mean, yeah, maybe I think, you know, we got spoiled. I mean, super draft, um, you know, players in, you know, coming out of the super draft, they don't always make an immediate impact. Now I think Minnesota United got spoiled um, uh, with Chase Gasper, you know, coming in and almost starting almost immediately. And then it's been a rock in the lineup ever since. And then even Hassani Dotson in the same draft. um, Dane St. Clair in the same one. Dane St. Clair in the same one too. Was that were all three in the same? Darn. All three uh, were in the same, same class. Draft. Yeah. yeah. So so the, so Minnesota United has had some success recently. We're talking just a f- couple, two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had success and with the defensive back. And then you look for an area of need. I know where David was going, and he's not here to 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 defend my what I'm gonna say, but I I know what he's thinking. He's thinking probably like you guys are a minute, you know, defensive line, you know, whether you're talking about center backs or your fullbacks. That was a strength of this team and has been for the last couple of years, goalkeeping. However, that that defensive, you know, the defensive backs and, and the back line in general, they they are aging. You know, they're getting older. Yeah. You're relying mm-hmm. on players like Metnir and and um, 
Oh, who am I forgetting? The boxing. Well, they're they're getting up Boxley, there. They're still, yeah. I, you know, they're they're I, they're. I wouldn't say both of those players are probably out of their prime now. Don't get me wrong; they're extremely effective, but they're definitely getting out of their prime. I guess right. you'd say they're and heading so you, towards retirement. Yeah, you don't. I mean, you may have two, three years left, in I, or longer. Who knows how they keep right. themselves in shape? But I mean, the point is, you need to keep building and building. And where do you go now? And I don't want to be too long winded here, but I guess you could look at this on the, the flip side of that coin is, okay, we need, and I get where David was hoping for, um, you know, drafting a center back or e- even a fullback, but, um, and Tony, I didn't, I did not get to watch the draft. So I didn't realize that 11 of 16 were, oh, yeah. were defensive players. So that's crazy. But yeah. then the, but the flip side is look at what was the problem with Minnesota United last year. They couldn't score goals. Right. right. Yeah. That's right. So, right. And so far in this off season and including the super draft, like we're talking about now, what do you do? That should be an area of concern. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. throw, hey, don't just throw a dart at the board. Throw four or five darts at the board and hope that you get one or two that can right. contribute yeah. soon, this season yeah. even. We see, yeah, that, we see that in the NFL too, Dave. I mean, we see that NFL teams, same deal, right? Their offensive line sucks, so they throw a bunch of uh, capital and offensive line to get that beefed up. Free agents same, and drafts. Same, same thing we're doing here. It's like yeah. we're just throwing a bunch of money and draft picks at the offense on this team to get them to score. Now, my only question is, um, last year, our, our, our top four guys, the, the front four, didn't play together that much. They right. didn't have time to gel. They're going to have time to gel this year. They're going to have time to get together. Yeah. So, yes, throwing money and draft picks at it is great for backup potential or, you know, bench potential, but – I seriously believe this offense is going to be better than last year because they're all going to play together for a full year. Yeah, I so. agree. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's first the one off. thing like, Oh, it's I'm uh, sorry. It's sorry. the one it's, it's amazing though. Like here, as we sit here on the 15th of January, I mean, the, the, the preseason starts next week um, and the season kicks off in Philadelphia, you know, in just over a month. So mm-hmm. these new guys coming in and even I think players like, who do we talk about? Like, Players like Robin Lude, I think, is is not going to be with the team until um, February at the earliest. Uh, right. I, can't regard, I can't remember the reason, but um, there's a these. Is, it, the, my point is basically the season is going to start quick, so it it's just it's a, it's very much in motion. You know, we don't have a set. I mean, we kind of have a, a set lineup, assuming Reynoso's issues are at least not necessarily behind him, but it, he, he'll be here even if they're developing. We kind of think we know what our, our front line is going to be, but these new, new new players coming in, and we all have more to talk to. It's just – it's still – it's not ideal with the shortened off season. So Yeah. 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 Is what it well, is. First off, Especially for the young guys. I mean, you can't expect the draft picks to come in and make a contribution on match day one. I mean, that would be a bit much. Yeah. Right. So like um, so yeah, I mean when with this uh, with this pick, well actually first off, guys, uh, I want to add just now. I just got a uh, an alert on my phone saying that the Bengals have won their first playoff game in 31 years now. Holy they, shit! They have beaten the Raiders. Holy uh, shit! Tonight. Um, so they're heading on. Amazing. But, uh, first, for, what do you say? First playoff game in how long? First playoff win in uh, yeah. 30 in 31 guess, years. Guess what? Holy since God. I think probably since Boomer Esiason was a freaking quarterback there. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. 
Boomer Esiason was quarterback right when Brett Favre came in, and Brett Favre came into quarterback when I was the Packers when I was like three years old. So Boomer was Boomer's a little earlier than Brett Favre, but well, they played against each other. That's who Brett they Favre did. got his first win. Yeah, they did, but him. Boomer came in a little earlier than that. But that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, but yeah, moving back to Tani uh, Oluwase, um, I chatted with Dave, I, I chatted with everybody here about the and David on Twitter a little bit. But uh, this is, I think, a very underwhelming pick. Uh, mm-hmm. If like even if we were looking for a forward, I think that uh, we could have done a lot better with our pick. I hope that Minnesota saw something that I didn't. Uh, but it, you mentioned it before, Tony, that uh, he was out all last year, all last year with a knee nice. injury, which is not a vote of confidence. And then even when he played the three years before that, he scored 20 goals in three years. Yeah, that's that's six, six and a half goals, six, seven goals a year. And that's I mean, as a forward, that's not uh, that's not a big contribution to the team either, especially considering the fact that he that he wasn't even a regular starter. He started less than half of his games. He's and, a sorry, Connor. He's a lottery pick, is what he, I mean. Not a lot, man. Not a lot. He's a he's a he's a a sleeper. Scra- well, he's a he's a he's a lottery pick type of scratch mm-hmm. off. He's a scratch off ticket, is what he is. Yeah. Well, D- David Goss from MLS Soccer, he did he described uh all of us say as a as a sleeper pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, if I mean, if by some fluke, all of us say is listening to this podcast and hearing me say about say say this about him. I mean, no disrespect to him at all. I just think that, uh, you know, there's not a lot uh, to, there's not a lot showing for him that gives me confidence in his playing ability Mm -hmm. to, to, uh, especially for a first round pick in the MLS super draft that he's going to contribute to Minnesota. So I, I, like, if it was, if it was my opinion, I would have gone with um, who picked after us. I can't remember who picked after us, but uh, they picked Jack Lynn a uh, a forward uh, another forward and i think we should have picked him because he he has done a lot more to contribute to uh, I mean, to his college team let's i mean let's talk about i mean the deal is this i think some team sometimes teams pick guys who have higher ceilings and 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 kind of a lower floor right so you always talk about that you say higher ceiling lower floor i think jack lynn has a higher floor and a lower ceiling. You know what I mean? That's a good point. Yeah. So this guy, this guy could be good. I mean, he could be. Um, oh yeah. I hope I'm wrong for sure. I really, do. I, I hope I'm wrong about him. I, I think it sounds like, uh, I mean, I'm looking at comments that uh, Adrian Heath has made about him. He says he's very gifted athletically. He's He's got good movement in the box. He's good in the air. I've seen some video uh, highlights of him and uh, the goals he has scored. He, I mean, he pounces, he's a poacher. I, I love that about him. He just doesn't seem to have a lot. He just doesn't seem to capitalize on a lot of chances. So yeah. that's and that's of course a an issue that Minnesota has had for the last two three years. Yeah. So I I I don't think I mean I don't think anybody thinks he's the solution. He is the solution to our problems. But uh, he I mean I think we could have done a lot better in my opinion. Well, again, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Moving on, guys, to a a resign. Uh, Brent Kalman uh, resigned with the team. He's one of the originals uh, from back in the day. He's the uh, only original left. Only original left yeah. from the from the Blaine days. Uh, there was a 
a lot of people were happy about that. A lot of people on Twitter were not happy about that. And I think a lot of people who are not happy about that has to do with his uh, uh, the past two years with the anthem and all that bullshit. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this from a, from a strictly soccer standpoint, bringing Brent Kalman back was a good move because he can play those uh, center back positions. Uh, if, if, you know, Boxy's out or uh, who's the other one? Uh, Boxy. The bossy's out or boxy's out. He can come in and fill in that role and fill in at an above average pace. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I mean, and I think we touched on this uh, during the episode well, probably over a month ago now when we were talking about you know the up the pending you know free agents um, that we had you know deals up for grabs. So and and you know with 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 common, like, I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's really, you have to be, you have to have, I feel like, yeah, it's really hard to dislike this, um, the, you know, the resigning just because, you know, they aren't paying this. We're not talking about a, a, a huge contract here, right? It's not, it's, you're not breaking the bank to get this player. And he's, he Coleman has proven like Tony touched on there that he can just step in. Even if he's not getting a lot of playing time, he step, he can step in at any time and play, um, play quite well. Mm-hmm. And I know maybe it's not all off the field stuff or well, I guess some of this stuff was on field, mm-hmm. like the non-soccer related um, play, but, you know, I know there probably are listeners and fans out there that are thinking, um, you know, he had a rough game, like a lot of players did, you know, in Seattle to start last season, yeah. in, even in the first couple of games, he didn't yeah. do, he didn't have a good game. I'm, I'll be the first to admit he did not have a good game, but right. Over the course of 2021, and and of course before 2021, he's been a solid contributor. And knowing that they aren't breaking the bank to bring him back for a couple of years, I, I just there's no downside really. There really, no, there it's really a, isn't. Yeah. It's a depth piece. I, mm-hmm. I I like it. He knows the system. He knows the team. He's been here since the beginning. There's no. I have no problem with that. It's a great pickup. You yeah. know, rather than going out and finding somebody new. Uh, to come in here, you, you you sign a guy who's been here forever. Yeah. Regardless of what he's done, non soccer wise, I get it. People don't like him because of that. I understand that. But from a soccer perspective, it's a good signing. Hundred yeah, percent. I gotta yeah. say, you, you, I mean, to fill out your roster, you know, not only just not only one through thirty on your MLS roster, but even one through twenty, you need to have players like Brent Collins. You really do. Yeah. He has. He has a lot of MLS experience now, and and that's that's what you need both financially and to be successful. You need to have MLS players with MLS experience ready to go, you yeah. know, especially when you're talking about depth. Hundred percent. Yeah, you know, he's a, he's a capable, stable piece. I think mm-hmm. of uh, of Minnesota. He's he's a uh, someone we've always been able to count on whenever we are without uh, a center back, like when we lost Ico Para, when we lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh aha um mm-hmm. he, he's always been able to step in and uh and take uh take the reins and he's yeah. he's been great i i i also love this signing i think yeah. i think it's a great uh great signing for minnesota yeah to uh, pivot a little bit not not to you know not to i mean i i i think it would be interesting to see and i if we'll see if we'll see in the ne- whether it's this year or next year going forward is i mean would they bring in say a dp in that center back position i mean that, 
I think a lot of people would love to see that, you know, because they have had success going internationally with, you know, with Roman Metnier, of course, uh, mm-hmm. all-star and, and DeBossi has been really good for most of his time here. And so, yeah, I mean, would it be, I mean, I think that's the only negative when people see, Hey, we're re-signing Coleman. It's just, it's not the splash. It's not the, Hey, we've signed this, you know, DP center back, you know, from doesn't, wherever. Doesn't have to yeah, be. Yeah, but it doesn't, doesn't have, to have to be. It's just, there's nothing negative about it. Right. That's, exactly. that's the point. Yeah. There is for some people, but not from a strictly not soccer a, perspective. Not from a soccer standpoint. If, yeah, yeah, I mean, if you don't, if you want to bring up the whole Black Lives Matter thing, then yes, of course. Um, well, that's, then, that's, but, that's the thing on social media. That's people on social media. Yeah. The down votes and, and the memes and all that shit. It's because they don't like what he did two years ago right and 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 you know what that's again from a soccer standpoint i get it It, it, there's there's this whole convergence of soccer and that type of thing but we're trying to build a team that's can win a championship here we're not right right and and that's what we try i mean i know we try and do it on this podcast but i think i a lot i i know a lot of fans try and do that i mean you just you have to look at the players and what on their con- contributions on the pitch mm-hmm. and what they yeah. can do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not everything, but I mean, that's, that's how this, that's how this organization is viewing him. I know that. I mean, I'm sure I know, I don't know that I shouldn't say that. I'm assuming they know, you know, what his history has been with this club and his contributions, to this club has been mostly positive, you know, on the pitch. So it's yeah. a business. You know- it, yeah, is. it is a business bottom right. line. Yep. Um, you know, um, there's uh, I, I brought up a book, Ico Par, a little bit more. So, sorry, just to go off on a, a little bit of a of a side of a side road here. I meant I know I texted you guys a few days ago, um, saying that Ico Par is now a scout for not, uh, for Nashville, not, not anymore. anymore, not anymore. Not, he is no, that's a, not, that's, that I, I didn't know what to think of that when I heard that, yeah. but. He is now an assistant coach for SKC two sporting mm-hmm. KC two. And he has a history at sporting KC. So good for, good for him. Good, fit. good yeah. for him. Good for him. Cool. It's not, so I wonder what the, what that Nashville business was. I mean, was that just false reporting or just somebody? No, I don't think it was that. I don't think it was false reporting. I think he's just, I, I think it was true, but mm-hmm. maybe not for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And good for Ike. To yeah. Go back I, to uh, SKC yeah. and do that. I'm not mad and, about that. No, no, I'm not I mean, mad about that either. He's it, he deserves yeah. the very best, I think. And it became kind of clear. Well, I wanted I was I, I Tony, you were on it from the beginning. I, I wanted to keep holding on, holding on. Oh, he's on the roster, maybe he'll play. But uh yeah. it 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 became Tony, you were on it, but I mean it had become clear that there was a good chance that his playing career was over. Which um and it, it's just nice to see him stay in MLS and you know and 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 contribute to a sport that he obviously loves so which he really hasn't even talked about yet i mean mm-hmm. no I mean, he hasn't he yeah. said he would I, i've seen reports that uh you know i mean he, there have been stuff on there's been stuff on twitter that said um yes uh, it's there's been some stuff that he's been through hell over the past couple of years and we don't we don't know uh, we don't know what's uh we don't, we don't know. We still don't know what it is, but he says he'll come out with it and when he's good and ready. So, I mean, it's, it's his business. Who are we to, who are we to argue with that? You know, I, I think it's, I, it's just, uh, it is frustrating, but it's what else can we do? You know what I'm saying? Nothing. Sorry guys. I had to yell at the dog. My, you know, the dog was upstairs for a while and then somebody let him down here and now he's doing his stupid shit again. But- Draco. 
bad dog. Um, guys, he's asleep right next to me. So. Good. We haven't well, mentioned Chase Gasper much. Quiet. So. Don't say it. Um, he didn't hear me. So the last last thing I'm going to talk about, guys, is oh, he totally did hear me. Okay. Damn it. Last thing we talk about, guys, is a uh, former player, uh, Abu Dunlady, come back to the Loons after Bruce. he was after he was taken in the expansion draft uh, by uh, I think it was it was Nashville back in 2019. He uh, had two seasons with them. He played in 26 games, scored three goals, had one assist. Um, yeah. We brought him back on a one-year contract with a one-year club option. Yeah, I, I, um, you know, and going back, I mean, I remember, I mean, I remember being disappointed, you know, when when he was selected uh, by Nashville in the expansion draft, um, and that was, I, you know, before knowing a whole lot about expansion drafts, but obviously Minnesota hasn't lost a player since Abu Dhanladi, but um, yeah, and then just going back, he was. You know, he's had quite a career, you know, selected in the expansion draft. Mm-hmm. He was selected, of course, by Minnesota in the super draft one dot one, you know, in 2017. Of course, our, our Minnesota United first first overall first pick. First yeah, overall for, pick. The Minnesota generation United. Us, a yeah. Yeah, and I, I think I yeah I think at the time you know he's just like you don't know you know what to think, but in 2017 now he scored I think eight goals uh, for this club. Which that sounds about right. Yeah. And, and he, so he now granted Minnesota in 2017, Minnesota United FC did not have the roster that they have, you know, you know, now or even in 2019. But yeah. he was a contributor for that team, at least offensively. I mean, he, yeah. he wasn't the reason that they that Minnesota gave up 71 or 72 goals in their first couple seasons in MLS. Um, he was one of the reasons wh- why Minnesota was competitive in the game that they were. He, he was um, he was an exciting young player and just, you know, coming off, the, I would, we we're just talking about the super draft and making immediate contribution for this club. I mean, that was exciting. Unfortunately, you know, he ran into injury issues, but I mean, he was up for, I believe, rookie of the year. He was, um, yep. he, he was, was yeah. one of the top uh, runners for that uh, award. So yeah, let's not forget um, what he had done. And then it's not like, and it's like, I think at the time, I don't know, and maybe it was because of the because of the injuries. But I mean, like when he he was not protected by Minnesota United FC and and was lost in the expansion draft. But I mean, to get him back is a good thing. It's not like he was traded. It's not like he found his way into the doghouse. Um, I think this is I think this is a good signing, and and I think it's a good signing because it's, again they're not breaking the bank for this. He's not. We're not expecting Dunlani to be your first striker. Um, yeah. Uh, he's a player that, that who knows, who knows what you have because he could come back to his 2017 form and then there you go. Or he could continue his injury history. You just don't know. But yeah. again, they aren't, they aren't, you know, they, they're not going to rely on him to be his num- the number one option at striker. Right. And uh, yeah, anything's possible. You might have a bargain here. Yeah, I think you absolutely have a bargain here. He's yeah. a, he's a guy who knows Minnesota United. He's worked with Adrian Heath before. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, I'm he's he's worked with uh, a bunch of the team that was there in 2019, and uh, coming back to Minnesota, the Minnesota fans do love him. Uh, I think uh, he he's may not be a starter, but he's a good depth piece, as you say, Dave. Um, if he comes in, he's a very capable goal scorer. Um, we've 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 seen it 
when he comes off the bench. And uh, yeah, it's I I also really like this uh, really like this pick as as long as it's as long as they didn't kind of plan for him to start. I don't think he's a start. I don't think he's starting caliber, but he's a, he's a great depth piece. I think. Well, it, again, I, I said this guys on texting. I said if they picked him up for the veteran minimum, which I think they did, um, it's a great signing because it's only one year with a club option for the next year. And uh, he knows the system. He's never played with Ray before. So there's that. And uh, again, a depth piece. We need depth up front. Good to go. Uh, there's again, a lot of people on Twitter are like, what, what, why, why are we doing this? Blah, blah, blah. You know, he knows the system. He knows the team. Why not? You yeah. know, I mean, do you want to bring back Adi again? I mean, anybody <laughs> want, anybody want Adi again? I don't I'm think sure. I do. Portland would might want Adi back. Well, yeah, uh, but yeah. again, it, it's whatever. So, um, guys, with these signings and with potentially Amaria coming back, uh, we've heard reports that that deal is pretty much done, except for some uh, paperwork. I was going to say it sounds like more than potentially. Yeah, I, it sounds it sounds good. Um, we and that's I wish David was on here again because we started talking about the four four two. Will Heath play a four four two next year? Short With, answer: No. It's very it's very English though. The fair four four two is very English, just like Adrian Heath. Yeah, but I it's think not there's very Heath. It's get, not, but I mean, if you think about the kind of players that Heath has had over the past few years. I, there's hasn't really been an option to play four four two. Well, now you could. I mean, if you have a new and Maria up top, you know, a new playing that kind of uh, back forward, and, and Maria playing the up front forward. Um, bless you. Um, you got Ray, and then a diamond uh, like David has talked about the diamond setup with Ray, Fragapane, Lude, and then Trap. My only question is Trap on that back diamond trap is not Ozzy Alonzo. And that the back piece on that diamond has to be not only a guy who can get the ball out, but also a guy who can be kind of a a stealer. He can steal the ball a little bit. He can win those battles, 50, 50 battles a little bit. Will trap is not that type of guy. No, that's my question. And then he's not. And then oh, think, funny. and then also think about what happens to Hassani Dotson at that point. That was, I would, that's exactly what you I know. Yeah. Hassani Dotson made a, a leap uh, this last year. Well, in the starting lineup, and and where does he fit? You yeah, know? right I, next to Trap. Yeah, they well, trap he, pair up pretty well. Exactly. No, no, but but we're saying, yeah, in in a four two three one. He, yeah, right. He can't. He, he can't. In, he can't in that four. You know, four four two. You're not. The diamond four four two, but um, yeah, I, I just don't. Hey, don't get me wrong. Maybe maybe they do because they realize one of their weaknesses in 2021 was scoring goals. So maybe they'd mm-hmm. go for a more offensive minded attack in that four four two, getting that diamond out there with the players that you mentioned and having and having those options in the attack. If they sign on Maria and, and Hanu makes, you know, now that he's been with the club for getting close to a full year, maybe they do do that. But I still, I just think knowing my thing is this, they lost Ozzy Alonso, of course, Tony, like you mentioned, and 
I don't, that back line, as solid as it was, I think a big reason they were solid is because of the solid defensive mid play that they had, whether you're talking about Ozzy, Will Trap, Sonny Dotson, Jan Gregas early on last year. Well, he wasn't all that solid, but <laughs> you know what I mean? I think part of the reason for the success of the back line was that defensive mid. And I yeah. just don't mm-hmm. see taking that away. I just don't see it. Well, um, and the thing, the thing is, like, even if you do take a – okay, so let's say that uh, – let's, let's, let's say that we do do a 4-4-2. Let's say that we sign on Maria, we, we put in a Maria and a new up front. Uh, the problem with that is that if we do do a 4-4-2, you put Fragapane on one end, you put Lude on another end. Uh, but then what do you, who do you put as the, as the, as the two in the center? Do you sacrifice Ray and put the two, uh, defensive, uh, midfielders no. in there? Or no, do you no, put, you would, no, you're keeping no, Ray you in there. You do yeah. not take Ray off the field. Uh, Ray's well, and there. that's, that's where I'm going with this. Like if you, if you put, and then. I, I think Ray is a must have in our squad. So yes. if you put Ray in there, do you pair him up with, do you pair him up with trap or do you pair him up with Dotson? And well, it does that work. It's going mean, to be, I think it's going to be trap. It has to be trap. If you're going to yeah. do that only. And I, I say it has to, because I mean, will trap, he, he's more of your defensive mid where Dotson, I think Dotson should be, is more of that eight or maybe even, I mean, he hasn't played well in the wing, but he's more of an attacking player. Now, Dotson is the Swiss Army knife, Tony, like you, you would say. But I, if you're going to put, if you're telling me you're going to just have one to Hassani Dotson or Will Trap, I think it has to be Trap. Um, and then the problem I look at those other pieces of that diamond we're talking about here, and I, I don't, I'm not, my confidence in Frank Apani playing defensively is not high. No. Um, I know he's, he, he has plenty of energy. I know he's up and down the field, but I, 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 don't, I don't trust him defensively. Maybe I trust Lude a little bit more, but that's not what he – that's not his strong suit. He's more of a, a striker, if anything, you know. Definitely. Um, than a defender. So I, I just don't see it. I, I, I guess I don't see it. I wouldn't be opposed to it as a pure fan of this club because I am all about trying to go out there and score more, more goals than they did certainly last year and even in, even in 2020, but man, it, it would be a totally different club if they went that direction, because you'd have to figure they would give up but a heck lot more goals than they did. So let's go uh, crazy. Let's get a little crazy guys. Let's talk about the uh, four, two, three, one. Okay. Okay. If they would go that route this year again, and say Amaria is back. Amaria is your your guy. Do they then switch out? And because Anu has played a little bit of a, a wing, he's mm-hmm. done that before. They switch out uh, Fregapane for Anu. Well, on a left wing, do you do it's, that? It, it's a possibility. I, I don't think you'd start the season that way. But and and this year is interesting. If you look at the schedule we have, we've talked about it. I mean, we're we're not playing as of a condensed schedule as we've seen in the last couple of years, especially 2020. But even last year was fairly condensed with a lot of midweek games. We don't have that here. So most of the season, you know, from fe- end of February through um, basically October it's going to be one game a week. I mean, I know there's, there's a few exceptions to that maybe five or six exceptions, but uh, yeah, so that, that, that is a great question. Um, 
And I think based off what we saw last year, I mean, my first thought would be probably not. I, I would ex- like if we went in, if we went into the season with Armaria and Anu as our top strikers in that spot, I, I would expect to see like Tony, like you said, Armaria. Um, oh, I know, love in that position, and maybe not, maybe not game one, depending on when Armaria comes in. But I mean, I think that would be the plan. And then I think you could definitely see some of this. Um, it'll it'll be interesting to see how the players react because I definitely could see just, you know, halftime substitutions. I know that's a little early for Heath, but I mean, maybe that's their plan. You know, start with Armaria or Hanu or go the other way around. Start with Hanu, go Armaria in the second half and just be kind of like a, a default substitution. Like that's how we're going to start. And then who knows how this season shakes up. Like, and this is all assuming that Hunu's on top of his game, Amaria's on top of his game after coming back, because um, anything can happen with well, injuries. So. I think Amaria is going to be on top of his game because he went to whatever team he was on down in, in South America, and he kicks a major ass. And I think that's why we brought him back is because we're going to bring him back because he showed that his ankle injury didn't affect him at all. Right. I wish we had kept him. I wish. Yeah. But I knew they wanted a new. They they were so into a new at that point. They said we can't do both this season. Um, a new and Amria together up top. I mean, I, I'm. I mean, David even put it on when he was texting us. He was like, he was like, he was dreaming. I mean, this is like something that could work. Yeah, you yeah. know. And, yeah, and, I agree. Well, I, think- I, what I'm most excited about. Sorry. Um, Hopefully you can hold your stock. What I'm most excited about is now that they, if they have a couple strikers that can be effective, um, I hope kind of that pushes. Well, it, I, I don't know how I feel this about, about this because I think we saw some issues with Robin Lude on the right, but I mean, assuming, you know, you get a full-time striker center center mm-hmm. forward that pushes Lude out to the right. I, I think we have a big unknown here, how these guys are going to work together. If Armoria comes back. Because it, it could change everything. But I mean, it's not – I mean, I'll go back to what I said earlier. They're going to have a full preseason. Unfortunately, though, Lode will not be there the whole time because he's got military service to go into. That's I why – oh, that I was – I don't know if you were – that's, you're taking, right. that, that's why he's not going to be back. Didn't, didn't realize that in Finland you have to have military time and it's uh, – Two weeks a year. To do. Yeah, that's right. Do yeah, it. it's mandatory. So he's got to do it. So he's got stuff. But again, it all goes back to the four guys up top playing together for a full season, right? We didn't see it last year. There were bits and pieces here and there. And when they started to get going, then they split up again. And But if we can see that this year with Amaria in the mix, I think this offense has a chance to be fantastic. This is the offense Heath wants. This is it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only the only thing is though, like when if we start the two forwards up front, do we go with? Uh, here's a crazy idea. Do we go with a four-one-three-two and just play trap in the in the defensive midfield? Do that. Well, I mean, I mean how is that different from the four-four-two in the diamond? It's well again. It's, that's I well. You get to play where you know someone is national natural. It position. is it is different, Dave, because you're not playing a diamond in the middle anymore. Right, you're playing the 
four one three two. Oh. Is well, you, I guess, you also I guess get to I, play Reynoso in his natural position in that kind of attack midfield role. Midfield role. So the I think problem, the pushback that I have, I guess why I guess the reason I said that is because again I go back to the problem of, of losing, you know, Hassani Dotson in that defensive mid. You know, assuming it's Will Trap. I mean, I just think I don't think Heath is going to go away from his, you know, conservative play. Like he, he he's looking yeah. for he's yeah. looking for somebody to score goals, and you need that chemistry to do so. And that's why I'm hoping Armia comes back and he can find some chemistry with Ray and and everybody else up up top. But I just wor- he's not. I don't. I don't see him making uh, the sacrifice of losing a defensive player, defensive mid. Dave, I'm sorry. I wasn't like, uh, uh, like doing the know at you. I was looking, doing know at Connor. Cause this dog's looking at his face right now. His dog, my dog has jumped, jumped up on my, on Henri yeah. is giving kisses to Connor right now. Yeah. Look at yes. him. Look at Henri. Oh, and now Look he's growling Henry. at me. What? He's like, don't yeah. me up. son of a bitch. I um, want to be on the pod. He's like tangled on my, <laughs> yeah. but before we get out of here, before we get out of here guys, because, we go on forever. And if David was here, we'd be going on for a lot more than we are right now. But fact of the matter you know, is, you know, you know, David's listening to this pod right now, just going crazy because he wants to tell us either why we're wrong or not necessarily why, <laughs> well, why we're wrong. He doesn't know we're be, wrong, but when when he listens, I wouldn't he give to, to be a fly in the wall in David's car right now. Yeah, when he, he listens wants to, to throw, it. I know he wants to throw his two cents into this conversation. When he, lis- he does, when he listens to it, he'll be texting us going, ah, but, um, but, before we get out of here, guys, wait, quick... wait. I do actually, you know what? I am going to give a shout out to David Sterling on, on this pod. Unfortunately, he can't be with us, but I know for, I just want to put this out there. You know, if you're a, if you're a listener and, and you, you're on Minnesota United FC Twitter, you have definitely seen the ever since, um, ever since the thought that Armria is going to be signed in oh, the yeah. near future, oh, yeah. you've seen the conversations of, oh my goodness, we're going to have Hanu and, and, and uh, Armaria up front, and we're, maybe we can do a four-four-two. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of fans that have been all over that, mm-hmm. and a big fan of that. But I want to give a shout out to Sterling just because he has been talking about this, uh, not just this year, but going back probably a couple yeah. of years. And we, yeah. he first brought it up not on this podcast, but to us in our yes, text thread uh, back when we were looking at that. Uh, there was rumors of that Brazilian striker uh, Navarro. Yes. Yeah, and, and as right. soon as we heard rumors of that, Sterling was all over, you know, how he'd like to see the, you know, 442 long, yeah. long before a lot of Minnesota United Twitter was was jumping on board. So and, shout out to Sterling about that. And the fact that Emory is probably coming back means that Sterling can wear his jersey again because he bought that jersey. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's, and, that's probably the biggest reason he wants to see Amarillo back, not for the 442. You know what? Because even he did, David did come back and say, hmm. As much as I'd like to see that he is, he did, you know, bring up the fact that, well, I'm a little worried that maybe they wouldn't just like trap in that defensive mid, you know, role. So he did, he did point out that as well. So he was looking at both sides of it. So, I mean, he got the Amaria jersey when they signed him, right? And it was great for a couple of weeks and then it all went downhill. I really thought about getting a Jan Griggis jersey. Uh, back in the day when I started calling the sniper, I was like, I was going to say, you should have got the number eight and the name sniper on the back. Yeah. I was thinking about it, Connor, but then I said, <clears throat> no, I don't want to. Thank God I didn't. Yeah. Cause now he's playing in uh, San Jose. 
Yep. Um, and he signed there. Um, San quick, Jose back in uh, Minnesota in March, by the way. That's right. Quick note yeah. before we got out of here, guys, uh, in terms of the loon stock. Um, Ozzy Alonzo, which we've talked about uh, in, in terms of him being a, the best kind of defender in that uh, 442 diamond uh, formation, he uh, signed with Atlanta. Yep. Which is surprising because Ozzy's old. He was he like 38 now? He's 35, 36. Yeah, he's up I there. I think. Yeah. Uh, he's going to go play on turf, which not good for old people with legs it, of any sort. Um, I, I was shocked when he signed with Atlanta. I, I, I don't understand why he would do that, but then again, he's a competitor, you know, and he, he's not going to start. I know that for a fact, but um, yeah. Have fun in Atlanta, Ozzy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we still love speaking you. Of it, speaking of Atlanta, I'm, I'm personally disappointed that uh, we don't have a match against Atlanta this year. Mm. I've, we have we have missed that. I think. I, I mean, I like them. I like the rivalry. Man. No, they're trying to get rid of that. They want. They don't want that rivalry, Connor. They don't want it. MLS. Does well, not too want bad. That. Let's shove them in their they face. Don't, they don't want it. They don't want it. They're like, nope. We cannot have a rivalry between Atlanta and Minnesota. We had that for a little bit. We had that back in the early '90s with the Twins and the Braves. We're not doing that again. It's over. Yeah. Rivalry is between us and SKC. Yeah, that's it. No more. Um, so let's transition out of here. Connor, you have some uh, history for us. I do. I do. As a matter of fact, and most of this isn't even games. It's about uh, as we all know, we just went through the the super drafts. Mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of there's a bunch of signings. There's a bunch of draft picks. There's uh, and I think there's a uh, there's one score. There's one score that I uh, that I can go through. So today is January fifteenth. Let's go back to January eighth. Um, the only thing I have on January eighth is in two thousand fifteen when United was still in the NASL. United st- signed a guy called Johnny Steele from the Newcastle Jets of the Australian Premier League on a free transfer. Johnny Steele. Yeah. Anybody really? know who Johnny Steele is? I've never heard of him. He but... sounds like a porn star to me. I don't right? Know. Johnny Steele. <laughs> Johnny Steele starring in <clears throat> Backdoor Nurses number five. <laughs> okay, Tony. That's enough. <laughs> uh, January 9th, 2018, United signed France Pangop. Remember him? Oh, Pangop. Yeah, uh, Pangop. From Union Douala from the Cameroonian Elite One League. I I still see some jerseys at United games with Pangop on their backs. I've seen some, which yeah, is great, okay. which is crazy. I know. He was never he was never a starter, was he? No, he wasn't. But yeah. people went out and bought jerseys with his name on the back. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't either. January 10th, uh, 2017. Oh god, you guys, you guys will know this name from Bran in the Norwegian Elite Syrian League. We signed. Vadim Demidov. Oh, Demidov. Oh, Remember my him? God. Oh, Demidov. What a stupid freaking signing that was. Yep. I mean, the guy was just terrible. Yep. Terrible. I, what a I mean, swing I mean, and a miss. How do, you, 
but yeah, I mean, we saw that clear as day when we lost the first games, five, one, six, one, we made him. I think we made him our captain. Didn't we? For the, for at least the first game. Yeah. He was our captain. Yeah. Demidoff. Holy shit. Demidov. I think he started like three games oh. until we finally figured out figured out it was oh. wrong, and we Ooh. then we started Calvo. Yeah. Well, let's let's not go there. For right. <laughs> that's just two two in a row. That's just terrible. Right. Oof. Oof. <clears throat> Uh, January 11th, 2019. Uh, that was the first two rounds of the 2019 Super Draft when we drafted Dane St. Clair, Chase Gasper, and Hassani Dotson, as we mentioned earlier on the podcast. Great, here. great Super Draft. Great. Yep. Super draft. It's it's going to be tough to beat that, honestly. And yeah, that and was the con- a- contributions that they that they made almost immediately. I agree. Yeah, and uh, I didn't bring up in this podcast, but uh, there are some people on social media talking about Tyler Miller. DSL, what's going to happen there? DSC, you mean? Oh, DSC, sorry, DSL, yeah. whatever. Um, what's going to happen there? Should DSC start? Should Tyler Miller be the backup? Uh, I, I mean, I don't agree with that. I think Miller should start. Again, yeah, but uh, DSC's time is kind of it keeps, you know, he keeps getting older, you know. So uh, we'll talk about another podcast. I'm sure in the preseason we'll see some things. So. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, here's my score for you guys. Um, January 12th, 1986. Oh, boy. Um, the Strikers lose against the Dallas Sidekicks. 8-1. to one. The Sidekicks, huh? Yep. 8-1. Wow. to one. That must have been Ooh. horrible. God. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, okay. Uh, January, January 13th, 2017, United draft Abu Ladi, Alec Farrell, and Thomas Deviardi in the first two rounds of the MLS Super Draft that year. Only one guy who's still playing the MLS, I think. Yep. I don't, I don't know. I, I know Viardi was, uh, was on the squad for a while, but he, mm-hmm. but he didn't do much. Mm-hmm. Um, January 14th. Uh, you know what? We'll, we'll go with another score for this one. Uh, 1987, the Strikers lose against the San Diego Soccers 6 4. There's the Soccers Love again, that. Tony. Great, yeah. great freaking name for a soccer team, the Soccers. Right. Why don't you just call them the San Diego Cleats or the San the Diego, Diego Goals or the San Diego Sports? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and then today, January 15th, United, United, uh, sorry, no, we're going to go back to the strikers here. Strikers. Wi- <laughs> I didn't realize who was against until I just saw this 1986, January 15th, uh, strikers win five, three against who is it? Tony Cleveland steamers. Yes. The Cleveland force. No. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the force. I should have worn the Force shirt tonight. I was, I'm wearing the Striker jersey today, but I noticed that. Yeah, not the Force. Yeah, good lord, Cleveland guys, come on, Steamers, so much better. So I mean that that team would have made so much money if they called themselves the Steamers. Well, not then, but now they would have. I mean, yeah. I mean, in, in retrospect, imagine yeah. like how many te- how many people would have bought the Cleveland Steamers shirt. Yeah. This guy right here. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. This guy. Um, 
Well, thank you, Connor, for the uh, history. Before we get into funny stories, guys, I'm going to grab like five more beers out of my beer fridge because I need at least one to talk about this next funny story. Um, so you guys talk amongst yourselves. Okay. I'll give you a topic. I'm just okay. Kidding. No, no topics. No, how about, <laughs> how about we talk about um, the upcoming, let's not forget that uh, Allianz Field is going to host the oh. a World Cup qualifier. Talk about that. On talk about that. February 2nd. Go on That's that. Right. Go on that. And there's February a, va- 2nd. And there's a okay. vac- vaccine mandate. Talk about that. There is. Well, yes, yeah. there is a vaccine mandate. Whoever thought about hosting a Minnesota, a U.S. men's national team World Cup qualifier in Minnesota in February clearly wanted to set a record for the coldest game in U.S. men's national team history. Yeah, because there's a very good chance it will do that. Now, granted, I mean, it could be, you know, 20, 30 degrees out that day. It certainly could. I wouldn't you bet never on know it, with though. Minnesota. That's true. Wouldn't they, bet on it. And, and I, I mean, knew, I remember I remember being in Minnesota on a February day when it was 62 degrees out one day. But then yeah. I've also been in like negative 26, 20, 26 degrees in February. So there's really no way to know, but uh, yeah, and I I'm with you, Dave. I don't uh, I don't bank on it being unusually warm for just, February. And I, I'm struggling with it too because I I want to be there so badly, and I mean I I'm, so I probably will. I hope I will. I'm just gonna bite the bullet and and, and go. But I mean yeah. I'm definitely thinking about the weather, and it at least with the heated turf there, the heated field, it. It, I'm not going to say comfortable, but it'll be bearable maybe for the players. But I mean, that might be a stretch too. I don't know. I've never, never played. Let's just assume it's, we're going to be in the single digits. Let's say that the game kicks off late afternoon, early evening, six, mm-hmm. I want to say six o'clock. And so you have to assume it's going to be cold. It's going to be uncomfortable for everybody. But the thing I love is February 2nd, you said, Connor. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, you know, in the next round of qualifications that starts at the end of this month, end of January, the fact is, regardless of what, you know, plays out in the first match or second match of that round of qualification, that game is going to matter, bottom line, you know. Yeah, definitely. I want to be there. I really do. And I'm going to keep checking the secondary market prices and, and, and see see what we've got but boy i just keep going back and forth it's like well i well, could no. watch it on my so couch I. but I, right I now it's right now it's like 80 bucks dave is it well, I, that's well, not last too time bad I checked, it, last time i checked it was more it was more in the 140 range which i'm not even gonna for a world cup qualifier in minnesota i'm not gonna worry about price when's I mean, the last time you when's the last time you checked though uh, probably the last time I checked was probably at least two weeks ago, maybe three. Okay, So you didn't check after they made the vaccine mandate. As uh, soon no. as they made the vaccine mandate happen, prices dropped, mm. which isn't surprising to me because I think there's some people there who are like, F you vaccine right. mandate. I'm selling my damn tickets. I'm not going to freaking go. Yeah. I, I still, I, I still, I'm curious about that because I just feel like, I don't know. So they're all 70%. I feel like greater than 70% of people who would be interested in that game are vaccinated. So I just, I don't know. You know, we're not talking about an NFL playoff game here. We're not talking about even a major league playoff game. We're talking about, you know, a a world cup qualifier, you know, I am am 
Yeah, I am actually looking at StubHub right now, and they're all, all most of the prices are hanging around the, the $80 mark. Mm-hmm. There. Hmm. So, okay. So that's, that, that confirms it. They've dropped. There's been a significant drop, you know, since I last checked. And, and obviously I will, that vaccine but, mandate happened since I last checked. So you want to play a little, uh, you want to gamble a little bit, wait until it's about 10 days out because that's, you know, usually the weather channel has a 10 day forecast. And if that forecast says it's going to be in the twenties or thirties, prices will probably go up. Because right. it'll be nice. They're going to be lower than 20 and down into like the teens or whatever. Prices will drop. Yeah. Yeah. It's Minnesota. It's Minnesota. Mm-hmm. The Vikings don't play out- outdoors. The Wilds mm-hmm. don't play outdoors. The Twins don't play in the winter. Um, and there, there's it, it no, is just there's silly. No outdoor, and- there's no outdoor winter sports anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and I've, I mean, I, I go to Gopher games in the end of November, which you know, different. this year was a, a great different. year. This year was a great year, but I, over the years, I've been to pretty cold games there, not as yeah. cold as it potentially could be in February. I went to, I can't even remember what they called it, but uh, Minnesota, the Minnesota Gophers hockey team hosted a game. I think it was against Ohio state uh, six, seven years ago out at TCF bank stadium. I went to that. That was in January. It was cold. Um, the night, the only thing you have going for you, it's not a baseball game. It's not a football game. You know, you know, you're two hours, assuming you're pre, you know, doing any kind of pre-gaming granted, this game is another problem is this game. It will be a weekday. Weekday was a Tuesday or Wednesday. It's, 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 it's Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. It's, it's right in the middle of the week. It's a Wednesday. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. So even if you, even if you did take the next day off and you do do some pre-gaming, um, you're going to be doing that indoors. So you kind of hope, okay, you're only going to be spending a couple hours outdoors, but boy, yeah. I just, no. you know, you, you have that battle in your head. It's like, well, they have pretty good coverage on TV. I don't, although if it's on the uh, Paramount plus, you know, I guess I could save Do five it. bucks, but. Okay. Here's a problem, right? I mean, it's two problems. Okay. Problem one, you're doing it on a weekday. That, right there. That's a major problem. Problem two outdoors in minnesota in february that's yeah. another problem right if it was a weekend outdoors in minnesota i think you get more people there because they're like well screw it i don't have to go to work tomorrow i can just get buzzed up for a game i'll feel the cold or whatever fantastic well a lot of these people have to work the next day right they might have frostbite they might uh, lose their nose or something like that uh, yeah. this game they better bundle the hell up yeah yeah, bundle yeah, help and vaccines. That's, that's why they say scarves up at, at soccer games. No, scarves up and uh, vaccines up too. I guess that's the deal. That's my other my other issue, guys. And I'm not. If Sterling was here, we go into a whole conversation about vaccine mandates and all that bullshit. He doesn't like them, and I'm whatever. It, it is what it is. Um, but it's an outdoor game. Mm-hmm. Um. Do we need a vaccine mandate and an outdoor soccer event in the beginning of February? Well, I don't. I don't think we do. I'm. I'm not. I'm not a health expert, and we we, we are not going to take a deep dive in this. But my no. my short answer would be no as well. I don't think we do outdoors. I don't think, I don't we, think we do anything that said you would. Yeah, I don't think we do. And, and again, it's one of those things they they made the decision. Say Paul made the decision. That's their deal. Yeah. Allianz Field works into that. 
I saw, I think it was Nick uh, on uh, Twitter, one of our followers, and he's the uh, guy who does all the um, away game tickets for the Wonderwall. He put a thing in there saying, well, if they didn't serve uh, food or beverages at the game, we could go non-vaccine. <laughs> but that'd be a problem, wouldn't it? I mean, food or beverages, that's like all their sales. Well, Tony, but you can't have a beverage in that game anyways. It, and by the time you, you bought, let's say you bought a beer, even a beer, which would have a lower freezing point. By the time you buy that beer, walk up to your seat, that beer is going to be slow. Hold on. Hold on now. Hold on. Connor got the nice little handy thing, didn't you, Connor? That one game. Oh, the that's handy. right. Yes. Yeah. The... It wouldn't. It wouldn't freeze no. in that. No. no. It, it, it is. That. It, it's funny. It, oh. I mean, it would. Okay, and it would, and it would quick. I mean, the the outdoor games that I've been to, it's amazing how fast even beer with the alcohol keeping the free, freezing point, oh. you know, low. It, yeah. It's amazing how fast a beer turns into slush if you're not drinking it. So you basically have to drink your beer within a half hour of the time person or at least keep swishing it around yeah you can do that and that's that's why you drink the hard liquor when you're at those games right true that that tony that's a much better strategy yes yeah Yeah. hard liquor um well great guys uh we'll see what happens with that game uh two funny stories for you guys tonight you guys want to talk about uh dna testing first or p dna testing dna testing all right yeah, we'll save the best for last. All right. So a Nebraska man, guys, he did a DNA test at home, and he found out he has eighteen half siblings. Hmm. Yep. Nebraska was man his, was his father a pilot? No, not not well. Close. Okay. Nebraska man said his at home DNA test led to a shocking discovery. He has uh sixteen eighteen uh half siblings about whom he they they don't know he doesn't know any of them uh quinton this is his name says his younger brother used a 23 me dna test and both men were shocked when they revealed they were donor conceived so somebody went to the uh, sperm bank oh in there. a fact oh. that he didn't know about they, they, did his parents his mom didn't say hey we're conceived with the sperm bank shit um uh, yeah he said he remember thinking, wow. He said he tracked down some of the previously unknown siblings and contacted them on social media, and none of them knew either. Uh, yeah. He has siblings in, you know, he's from Nebraska. He has siblings in Nebraska, Texas, North Carolina, Maryland, and North Dakota. He is so not. That makes me wonder then, like, maybe he's not a pilot. Maybe he was a super smart guy that everybody wanted to sperm. Well, he said he attempted to contact his biological father, but has but has not has seen he has not attempted to see his father, but has seen photos. But my thing is this, guys. Okay, I thought. Now I don't know the whole rules about the sperm donor thing. I thought that if you donated sperm, it can only be used like one or two times, and that was it, right? Maybe he donated a lot. Yeah, but they have your record 18 times, Connor. 18 times. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. I mean, that's getting them to the point of like not cool. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, like I, movie type of stuff. Hey, uh, what's his nuts? Uh the uh actor uh right? he did a movie about that. It was uh oh, it was a delivery man. It was um 
Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Vince Vaughn did a movie about this where he donated sperm and it was given to a hundred different women. So he has a hundred kids. Yeah, I, I never heard of that. Movie. I I I don't. I I honestly, in my opinion, like I've never done that. But I mean, I always thought that, like, you know, a sample is a sample, and like if you mm-hmm. did it a hundred times, then that's the possibility. That's what I thought. And I'm glad we're. Talking I mean, about I don't this. know, but that was. I always thought that if you did that, and if you did it a number of times, then you're taking that chance a number of times, and that's, and that's the way it works. But really glad we're talking about this. As my daughter, my 14 year old daughter, comes down to take care of her bunny. As we're talking about uh, spring, uh. it's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, but seriously, 18, 18 different people. That's. I mean, you you do wonder about the circumstances surrounding how that how how it, that sperm got into that many women you know did, was did like, he what did he actually donate multiple times did he was it was some what was it some donations and some like freak nights of nature um, no i don't i don't i don't think so i i had a feeling this was like this dude had a lot to give and he gave it all and well, what, what, I, I just wonder what, like, cause you, you always hear about these stories about sperm banks and you see like who this sperm came from and like what yeah. made women decide, well, I don't think I it's want random. this guy's sperm. It's I, not, I mean, it, it's assuming not random. You're, yeah. Assuming you're going to a respectable place though. And again, I don't hundred percent know, but my, you know, my Dave. thoughts you on know, it, I thought it was always okay. Like you, you know. literally be in a catalog. Like if I did it, then I'd be like, okay. Here is so and so. Here, the age of the sample was this. His background is this. His education is this. Yeah, you know. And Dave, so maybe this guy was just a popular candidate because he had the looks, he had the background, education, whatever. Blah blah blah. I was yeah. gonna say, did like, yeah, was he like a, a rocket scientist who is six <laughs> two? Yeah. Exactly. Looks. No, exactly. That's how yeah. I always thought it was. Like, you was he? Get, you was he like sample, then your background would be given and you'd be given consent to doing that if you donated. So if you are a six two rocket scientist, then guess what? You might be a little more popular. Was he than... a was he a chemical engineer who was about six one? Uh lives in Plymouth, Minnesota, uh by himself. Hey, don't, give, don't give all my information away. <laughs> no, I mean, like I, I mean, said, for I've never yeah, done no, there's there's a life that Dave is not telling us about. Yeah. So potentially, yeah, potentially counter. We I've don't never know. been an we unknown donor. Well, yeah. are you sure, Dave? Said unknown donor, but uh, no unknown. unknown. <laughs> yeah. I've never been a donor. Hey now for the, re- hey for now. the record, for the record, never been um, a donor. Yeah. But this brings up a lot of questions about totally yeah. how many times can you, you know, I mean, I, it's it's still a question. 18 times is a lot. I thought it was like a rule that only two or three times that was it. Well, and the other you thing know, is you know, like you, ben, you wonder how much you got paid to. Oh, well, yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing other I'm thinking about is like hopefully they spread these donations, you know, across the country and didn't focus it in one community kind of thing. Well, they okay, commit- you said the word spread, and I was thinking something completely different super, after that. Super spreader? Yeah. I don't super know. Super Yeah. This guy's a super spreader. <laughs> <laughs> He's a super spreader. Um, obviously, no, they did. I mean, it's it's most of it's up in the uh, Nebraska 
North Dakota, and it was like all up in that range. So, I mean, seriously. Uh, my other question too is, nobody knows about this. Uh, his his siblings don't know what is going on, and that's terrible, right? I mean, well, that just means none of the moms told the told the siblings. Well, you should. I I agree, but they didn't. It's yeah. terrible shit. Um, so yeah, that's this guy. He's got 18 siblings. He didn't know about oh, fantastic. It'd be a nice, uh, holiday next year, Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas will be bigger than ever. Um, so my last funny story guys, it's not really a funny story per se. It's more of a news story. Um, it's about P and, oh, uh, that's can't wait, can't wait. And it's about COVID. Okay. Oh, so Let's go back. Let's go back in history, okay? Public service announcement, people. So when COVID first started, we didn't know how to deal with it, right? And then we had uh, the Trumper say uh, the bleach and the light, right? And the warmth. The warmth, whatever. Then we had um, hydrochloroquine, right? Hydroxychloroquine. Okay. So that was the the thing, right? Yeah. Moving on from that, we went to the uh, ivermectin, which is the horse paste. The horse pudding. So we went from actually a drug to kind of a drug that some people take, but not really, but it's more for animals. And now we have a, um, a guy down in the Southern uh, States, a preacher, who's saying that uh, urine can cure the COVID. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. If you drink your own urine, guys, you can cure the COVID, uh, according to this guy. He's in the southern states. That that explains a lot. Yeah. So we've gone from an actual drug down to pee. And it just frightens me. Yeah. I, oh, I would, totally. I, it's ridiculous. I would yeah. just stick to eating corned beef and that's it. I mean, I wouldn't do anything else. Maybe you have a better w- chance with corned beef. Yeah. 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 No, eat corned beef and, and get your vax and maybe mm-hmm. wear a mask if you can't socially distance. That's mm-hmm. all I would stick to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I trust corned beef, not pee. pee. Unbelievable. Literally, I mean, like anything to avoid getting the vaccine. This uh, brings me back to the whole social media thing, guys. Is that 30 years ago, Okay. If we had the coronavirus 30 years ago, we wouldn't have these situations where people are like, oh, mm-hmm. drink your pee or take horse paste or whatever, because they'd be watching the local news and local news would tell them what the scientists actually say. Now we get the horse paste or the pee because these people put it online and everybody, oh, I believe that. I believe it. Yeah. Well, this and you guy, also didn't. You also didn't have Ronald Reagan shouting fake news every chance. Every chance mm-hmm. he got. Yeah, I believe. I believe that P will save me from the coronavirus. I mean, what the fuck, people? What the fuck? Yeah. Honestly, didn't you grow up in like in science class? You should have learned that P is toxic if you drink it. Mm. There. No, no. I think the word is sterile. Not well, both <laughs> not according to but, these people, Connor. It's good <laughs> shit. I mean, it's good Jeez. stuff. Jeez. And 
I, we just go down this rabbit. People, we just man. we just go down this rabbit hole of. Have you guys have you guys have all seen the uh, the movie? Uh, what is it? Uh, what's the movie called? The uh, new old contagion. No, what, what's that movie called? Where it's new? Uh, no, it's uh, one of the uh, idiocracy. Idiocracy. Yes. Idiocracy. Okay. You guys have seen the movie Idiocracy, right? Of course. Or people got dumber and dumber. I'm looking at this. I'm going. This is like the movie. This is totally well, like the movie. I, I mean, I, I I hate being pessimistic, but yeah, if you're taking a thirty thousand feet view of what's going on right now, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you you could actually you could actually see it going that way. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. I'm I'm for the record, I I don't see it going that way. But uh, it 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 that movie is hilarious. By the well, way, you're, I love it. You're a scientist, Dave. I mean. I'm not a scientist, actually. Well, right. you, well, you, I'm an engineer. Science. There's a big difference. Science. But. You're into science, though. I am into science. Yes. 100%. Yeah. I mean, there's numbers and things, and they're all, you know, you know, they all got to add up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, for most people, though, a lot of people who are stupid, um, they see something on YouTube or the Facebook, and they go, "Oh, I believe that." Yeah. That guy said it. It's on the internet, so I believe that shit. Which you know, is there's this there's this been this trend on. I mean, it's it's not COVID nineteen related, but there's just been this trend. There's been this trend on TikTok going around where it's like if you if you put hot water into a glass and blend it with half a lime half a lime's worth of juice and some some uh, unprocessed coffee grounds mm-hmm. that you can lose weight because of it. Oh yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's all true. And they get a bunch of fake doctors to say, yes, this is true. There's a reason I'm not on the Facebook anymore. It's because so much shit, so many people spewing stupid shit on the Facebook. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. I don't want to do that. I don't want to see your stupid shit. I don't want to see reposting people who drink their own pee and get better from the COVID. I don't want to see that. I also don't want to. I also don't want to see people getting better from the COVID who are unvaccinated and going, "Oh, I got COVID and I'm fine now." You know, I don't right. want to see that shit. Yeah. Hashtag Trump won the election. Well, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> that's a deal. I mean, right. as much as we don't like to be political on this this podcast, <clears throat> the fact of the matter is. Too many people on social media believe whatever they see on social media. That's yeah. a fact. That's a fact. Yeah. Oh shit! Are we still recording? Oh my god. Yeah, we are. We are. We are recording. <laughs> I should probably end it because uh, <laughs> I should probably end it because we're gonna. We, we're we getting pretty deep here. Yeah. Go down the old rabbit hole here. Yeah. No, going the rabbit hole, and David's not here to push me back off the rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say uh, thank you to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to the MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Another thank you, by the way, to Samantha Woj uh, yeah, for Samantha. being on the podcast. And our, it was uh, awesome having you on. And our Twitter account has blown up now because she tweeted about it and uh, posted us and everybody's liking it. And it's fantastic. And we'll get this well, out. I don't know about year. blowing up, but uh, it's blowing uh, up. no, 
yeah, bottom line was she was a fantastic guest. Thanks, yeah. Sam, for coming on. And, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can. I'd be really interested after the Olympics to see how, how everything went down with that. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was fantastic. And we are going to, we're going to, Connor is going to send her his old microphone. Yep. We're, that we're would be get, great. We're going to get that together. We're going to do that. And then we'll, uh, uh, we'll pay her for that. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll give her some money for that. Well, of course, um, yeah. If we're, yeah. we're going to commission a drawing of the Lunacy Podcast, then yeah, of course. We'll pay her for that. 100%. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, David was not here. So, uh, damn. Uh, Dave, from- David can add his... Con- Once you post the uh, podcast, uh, Tony, David can add all of his comments on Twitter. What we, yeah. You know, he, what, what we... You know, what were we wrong about? What were we right about? You know, what were we wrong about everything? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, So for myself, Tony, for Connor and Dave, we'll talk to you guys in like two weeks. Peace out.